Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the toast. Happy Thursday that feels like a Monday, but also feels like a Friday because it's a celebration. It's a celebration. It is day one, episode one of season seven. You know, wait, Jax, last year when we started season six, you made up a little jingle and we used to say it at the beginning of the year. It's the season of the six and I, that's what you said. We need you to come up with a jingle for the season of the seven. It's giving seventh heaven. It's giving seventh heaven. That's what I was thinking, except like without the pedophilia. Yeah, without the pedophilia. And what was the theme song of seventh heaven? Did it say seventh heaven in it? We'll have to go back and listen. Seventh heaven. Listen, just like Barry Manilow before me, I can always come up with a great jingle. I just need a minute. Yeah, no, I totally put you on the spot. I meant to text you that last night, but I fell asleep okay, at something 6 that'll p.m. Be- it's something that I'll be ruminating on as the season progresses. Happy 2024. Happy season seven. Back to work. Yes, it's a Thursday that feels like a Monday, though we're grateful that it's a Thursday. What a great way to start the but year. But doesn't it also feel like a Friday? Because it's a celebration. Of the fact that we're back? Yeah, everyone's talking about it. I know. It's very exciting for everyone. And us. I'm so excited to be back. Like, you know, breaks are good. Breaks are necessary. We had a great break, vacation, family, fun in the sun, etc. But uh, when I tell you, I have so much to say. Like, it's just been kind of building up in me. Like, I'm a person who's born to communicate, who's born to talk shit. And when you take that right away from me for three whole weeks, like, I'm not going to be okay. I mean, we're doing a lot of communicating and talking shit, you know, in private oh, over the last few weeks. Which is so important for the soul. For the soul. Which is also important. But you do need to get on your soapbox sometimes and reach the people. No, and I, I do love going on break because it reminds me how much we're needed, you know? Yeah. And I'm excited to be back. We've got lots to discuss, talk about ourselves. And, you know, if you were keeping up with us on the Patreon, you obviously, like, know everything that went down in the last three weeks on our big family trip. There was lots of drama, lots of, you know, infighting. So you'll know what's going on if you're on the Patreon. And I'm not going to repeat it Yeah, we did two vlogs from our vacation, a skiing day vlog, a beef stew vlog. And then we did an All Steens on Deck episode where we just like talked about sisterly tings, but also Sacred Santa. Yeah, there was some drama in the Secret Santa. I'm not going to spoil it for the girlies who are on Patreon, but you should go listen to see what happened. Spoiler alert. We shared... We shared who everyone got and what gifts everyone got in the Sacred Santa and how it all sort of played out is what I'll Spoiler say. Spoiler alert, somebody fucked up big. Yeah, I think you guys know who and what, but we get into more detail yeah. on the Patreon. So it was nice to be kept up with everyone there. In terms of the main show, we've got so much to catch up on, but... Let's just recap our trip very quickly. For me, yeah. For me, it was the trip where I became a skier. And I talked a lot about that journey leading up to it, you know, on the show in December and November. I took that ski lesson we all know about. And let me tell you, I shredded that fucking gnar. I shredded that fucking gnar. That gnar was my bitch. I'm an amazing skier. I went three times. Only about one day pass, what a lift pass, whatever it's called, because I was like, I'm not going to like this. And I just kept buying more. It's an expensive hobby. It is. It is a hobby that is expensive. And it's expensive. But I had so much fun. There's no, You can't put a price on that feeling of going down the edge of a mountain. Jackie, that feeling. Wind in your goggles. Just living on the edge. Yeah, no, it's like you get up to the top of the mountain and you're just filled with this sense of dread. You're like, why the fuck did I? Like, why am I here? I have a family. Like, there's no reason for me to be up on this mountain. And then you go down and that dread just dissipates and it turns into something. It's like, it's like life. It's, it's like 
Adrenaline. Yeah, but adrenaline, that's what I was going to say, but it's not the right word. It's this feeling of purpose. It's, it's a being alive. Alive. But if you could put a price on it, it would be a couple thousand dollars. No, I mean, <laughs> let's talk about the price of the lift tickets. Let's talk about the price of the clothing. And like, if you want, like I had bought some stuff from Amazon. I'm like, all right, I don't need to get the most expensive everything. No, it's not even like we're wearing Montclair. No, no, no. And I had like, I know where you need to invest and where you don't need to invest and the things that I didn't invest in I literally had to go mid-mountain to the ski shop and spend $60 on new gloves and a new face mask because I was like oh I could get shitty ones face you know a face mask is a face mask I can get it from Amazon you can't no you really can't cut corners but we actually got really amazing ski gear from spider would highly recommend we were looking fly as hell as we flew down the mountain so like it's just a pricey hobby and then like there's the apres ski it's like what even if you're going hard claudia you didn't even include the price of skis oh my god right the rentals yeah or you could buy your skis if you're insane on who wants to be a millionaire. Yeah, no, like that's insane. <laughs> if you win the lottery, no, you could like, buy you know, ski skis. Once a year, like you need to own skis. But then the rentals like are so pricey. Pricey as well. But then you also, you're paying for the luxury of not having to like travel with yeah, them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Imagine checking your skis. But all that to say, worth it. I had a blast. That's like really what my major growth life update from the trip was you know what was yours mine was this was my first vacation as a mama of two and it was wild in with the nibblings but it was so much fun and it was just so full it's really the word I would use it was full That's such a good word in every sense of the word everyone so it was really wonderful to be with the whole family and everyone like just it was just a blast, really. It was good, full. Good old family, fashion, fun. It was full filling. Yes, and I was very full because I ate a lot. Oh, I ate and I ate and I ate and I ate. And then when I was done eating, I ate some more. Yeah, we ate a lot. So now I'm on my Sakara Grind three-week burn program. I posted about I it. I love that for you. for three weeks. I love that for you. Uh, yeah, I just really hope that I stick, because you can go out of bounds a little bit, you know. Yeah, of course. And personalize it. I usually supplement with a little true fruit at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. But I really want to stick to it so I can see real results. Well, that brings up an interesting topic of resolutions. You know, it's kind of a trope, you know, a healthy in the new year, yada, yada. You know, Equinox doesn't accept new members on January 1st. It's like this very controversial thing that they do. What is your resolution? Is that a resolution of yours? So it's not really a resolution. It's just a, a January first is a great time and reason to reset. And so that's what I'm doing. Like it's not like I'm going to be doing a three week burn for the next fifty two weeks. Right. Like it's just I needed a reset, a refresh. The holidays, like as much as I try, there's so much food around, and it's like why deny myself? This is it's delicious. So true. Since we had amazing chocolates and like sweet treats, and people are always sending gift baskets. I don't it's believe like, it's impossible. In, I don't believe in in restricting during the holidays. Like I just don't like. If you send me a fire gift basket, I'm going to eat it. Those are the rules, and I don't make them. And I think that's good. But then you also, at some point, all good things must of come course. to an end. And so that's why I think it's perfect. The first week of January, like, you know, it's like January 4th. I'm getting back on my grind. No need to be crazy on January 1st because the holidays are as full as they are. So I need to, you know, what goes up must come down. Of course, of course, of course. So this this is just sort of 
paying penance yeah. for the destruction I did in December. Whenever we like you talk about holiday weight, I always just think of that. I know you don't know it. That scene from Friends where Ross is falling down a fire escape and Joey's holding on to him. And he's like, I'm still carrying a little holiday weight. It's such a good line. And like the the rhythm in which he says it. So I am still carrying a little holiday weight. Right. So this is just to negate all of that goodness that happened. And it's, you know, sometimes self-care looks like hard work, mm-hmm. we love to say. And I'm in my hard work era now. Love that for you. My resolution is tied to something that I need to promote. So something kind of major happened over the holiday season. And that was that my second comedy special, Lean In, was released. And a lot of people were really, really shocked to learn something kind of crazy about me in that special. I... vape I do I do I do it's a huge part of my life it was a huge part of my comedy special it's probably the best part in my opinion and it's at the end it's this crazy story that happened to me thanks to my vape um however my resolution and I knew I knew that I was going to make this my resolution but I didn't want to say it out loud just in case I couldn't do it it's very hard but I did want to when the clock struck 12 on December 31st I said I'm done with vaping it's been four excruciating days I keep a little, uh, I have this app, it's called Days Since, it's like a little habit quitting app. It has been three days, eight hours, 18 minutes, and 33 seconds since I last vaped. It is excruciating, I'm almost at four days, and you know what Taylor Swift said? Four days sober, I must admit, just because you're clean don't mean you don't miss it. She was talking about my mango stig vape, tropical mango, not iced mango. So that part of my life is behind me now, and I'm devastated. I miss it terribly. Is it getting easier as the days go on? No, because each day there's something new that like I would have vaped at. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, this is your first toast in a while where you're not sitting there crackling on your crack pipe. Okay, so yesterday <laughs> was the first time I was on a plane and usually after a flight, like I love to sit in the Uber and just like vape so hard. It's like a little treat for surviving the flight, you know? Everything is a treat. And I wasn't able to do that yesterday and it really hit me because I travel a lot and like my vape is a big part of my travel schedule. So that was hard for me. Then today, something new. Uh, one of my favorite things to do is get ready in the morning, listening to music, got my coffee, uh, glamming it up, FaceTiming the girlies, vaping, vaping, vaping. Like when I tell you I was a 24-7 vapor, I was a 24-7 vapor. Today I got ready without, and it was like, what am I even getting ready for? Yeah, that's kind of crazy because you didn't need to be a 24-7 vapor. Like it didn't need to be like this. You could have been like a social vapor, drinking vapor. Jackie. I was that was that's the point like that's why they say vaping is it I didn't set out to be a girl who wakes up and vapes like it was what about it was a slow progression and it really I blame COVID like I was up you know Saturday night zoom party playing quiplash I'm like yeah I'll start vaping like whatever and then it was one thing led to another next thing you know I'm waking up in the morning boom need a vape and then it's like I couldn't take a shit without vaping like it's just oh don't ask me about my shit schedule because it's all over the place well, I think the craziest level of vaping that one can achieve. Oh, I know what you're going to say. Yeah. Is when you wake up in the middle of the night to like, you know, pee or roll over and you have to hit the vape. Thankfully, I didn't get there, but I know people who have. And it's the, when, when someone I know told me that they do that, I was like, oh, my God, you're insane. But Jackie, you I was like slowly on my way to becoming that yeah. person. Yeah, especially if it's like first thing in the morning, hit the vape. It's like, okay, so when does the morning start? Okay, but the vapors know like nothing hits as good as that first hit in the morning. Like mm, right to your head. Well, I'm proud of you for putting this behind you. I know. And going cold turkey. Yeah. I feel like you you didn't, I mean, I'm, I support you and I think that's really great. 
I, I would have, if you asked, if you had told anyone about your plans, I would have said, don't go to cold turkey. There's no like need for it. You could still be a casual vapor, but this is better. But here's the thing. I haven't experienced a party. I haven't experienced a cocktail yet. And I know, I mean, I have two birthday parties this weekend. Like, I know the second that margarita hits my lips, like, I'm going to be banging down people's doors for a hit of their vape. And I feel like that's okay. Like, I don't need to go cold turkey. I just wish I I never took it to a place where I was, like, you know, vaping during the day and vaping, you know, in between ad reads on the toast. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. You could have a drink and a puff. But let me tell you, like, like nicotine addiction is a thing. Like, I, I know everyone says it was, but, like, I, I just always thought like I wasn't like that girl, but like I was well, that I bitch. just always thought you would have, I would have assumed like you'd be addicted to the act, not necessarily the nicotine. There is an oral fixation element where I'm always like just, oh, these days I'm like, where is it? But then I realized I don't have it. But um, no, nicotine addiction like is real. The first day, it's not like withdrawals like drugs, but like the first day I, um, I didn't vape. A few hours into the day, I was like really um, like antsy, in a f- well, in a foul mood, and not not my usual nastiness. Not typical turdy. No, no. Ben was like truly afraid of me. Um, there's a, there's an element. There's a chemical c- composition. There's something going on. I'm fine now. Like I don't feel un- like different. But on day one, I definitely felt like something was wrong. Got it. Okay, well, we're proud of you. That's a great resolution. And then also my other resolution, which I've already begun enacting, I hope people are seeing positive change, is being more prompt in my response of text messages. Oh, how's that going? I think it's going well. Like some every few days I'll like look at my iMessages and like see if there's anything I haven't answered and try and get back to it. But also realizing like not every text I send has to be like an overture. Yeah. It could just be like a yes or no. Yeah, right. maybe it would have been nice if I said, hey, good morning, yes. Oh, okay. Except, except uh, I got to a place where I was like always sending like, uh, what time? Oh, yours? What time is it at? And then so the person would be like, well, hello to you too. And that nothing makes you feel worse than being like, saying something I, I would like literally text someone and be like what time are we meeting today and they'd be like I'm good how are you you know yeah well that's different because that you were the first texter the first texter always has to put in the pleasantries yes yes and but if you're yes. waiting on a response from me and it's just like yes or no are you still texting bitches I don't need to say good morning yes I am still texting bitches well now let me ask you are you still texting bitches yes or no you know I am Terry. well now you, you know are I am. now you are now I am. Now I am prompting my response to bitches. Two bitches. Well, the, tell the bitches to be on alert. Like, Jax is texting. Jax is talk to texting. She's talk to texting. Yeah. So my comedy special is out. You can watch it. Uh, tap the link in my bio. Uh, Prime video. It's called Lean In by Turdy Ashray. I'm just kidding. It's Claudia Ashray, unfortunately. Um, and I just think, like, that's kind of the takeaway from today's episode. Would you agree? Yeah. At least at this junction. At the... Junction or juncture? Junction. Conjunction, junction. No, at this juncture. Mm, no, that doesn't Google sound it. right. I think it's junction. Junction's like a station. And what's juncture? We'll find out. Junction definition. No, like at this current juncture. No, I think I'm right. A point where two things are joined. Junction, yes. No. Now let's see about juncture. Juncture, I'm right. At this current juncture. A particular point in events or time. Yes, um, it's juncture. A place where things join. I think, based on what I'm reading, I feel like it could be both. Yeah, like technically it could, but I think the one that I said is like the more popular one. 
Oh, I like mine though. Because That's I typed into me. I typed classic in, me. I typed into Google at this current junk, and I wanted to see which one came up, and only Juncture came up. Let me see. Maybe Google's like tailoring their results. Yeah. Junct- oh, wait, at this juncture or a junction? Hmm. Juncture is a point in time. This is confounding. Confounding it is. I always use that word wrong too. Yeah. But I love using words wrong. That's just kind of our thing. And you can't take it away from us. You can't. Yeah, because it's our it's our show. You and by can't. the time you correct us, by the time you correct us, the episode's already out. No, by the time you correct us, like we're on to the next day. Like once this episode we're is the out. Next misuse of vocabulary. Wait, update. It's snowing in New York. It's flurrying. And I know people are gonna be shocked to hear this. Theo is still dead. Can you believe that? Well, he's among us if it's snowing. No, but can you believe he's like had the audacity to stay dead? No, it's insane that you came home from your trip and like he just wasn't there. Oh, I'm so glad you brought that up because I came home from my trip. I think we were all like, you know, a little nervous for turning. No, it was like super sad. But me and Ben were saying like, imagine if we came home to our apartment where we lived with Theo for five years. This new apartment, first of all, I was so confused when I walked into my new building. I'm like, whose house is this? Like, I have literally lived in the apartment for the same amount of time. We went on a trip like. Right. I and I have no furniture and I'm just like where the hell am I it was so weird um but I think it's better actually to come home to this like foreign land like I don't look around the apartment and think of all the you know times Theo you know threw up here me and Theo cuddled like there's no memory of Theo in this apartment which is probably for the best but he is in fact dead yeah for a while I definitely was like fully convinced he was a sex slave in someone's basement you know fresh cakes but no we I can confirm you don't think those cakes are fresh. I can confirm the cakes are dead. Theo is dead and I cannot believe it. I know. But now when you see the snow, does it like remind you of Theo? No, no. I'm just like, maybe I'll get to a place where I'm like looking for signs. But now I'm just like the like, get me out of here. Like, this is weird. Like, I feel weird. Like cringe. Rip King. Rip Dadu. Dadu, Daddy. And like, what are the stories? Are they the stories for the last month or? No, they're pretty much the stories for today. And it's actually kind of, we have some big stories, but some of the stories are like of just a lot of personal interest to me and not necessarily what you would think for first day back, Mm -hmm. but great fast five fodder. And then if there's anything else that happened over the last few weeks, it could go in tomorrow's batch if there's not that much. So that's the plan. I also did solicit from my Instagram, like what people want us to talk about. And here are the things that we won't be talking about. But that people want us to talk okay, about. Okay, because you know I have I mean? like some, I have some thoughts, but go. Because there's a couple things that like are worth mentioning, but we they're not stories. Okay. First of all, everyone is talking about the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. And they're talking about it in such a way that I actually think I'm going to go and watch this season because they're acting like this is the best finale Do you know what happened? Show. I have no idea what's going on. Oh, Please do not tell me. Shit. Okay, I can take my I headphones something off. To say. Yeah, just, I'll take my headphones off. Okay, take off. your headphones off for one second. Well, not to make everything about me, but I do want to say, and I don't know who told me, so like I'm not getting anyone in trouble. Somebody told me what this like big secret was because when Real Housewives of Salt Lake City first premiered, there was like this moment where Heather was on the balcony finding something out and everyone was like, oh, what did Heather find out? Somebody told me and I was like, oh, wow, that is crazy. Then it came, you know, some of the things people tell me like don't end up being true, but I was pleasantly surprised to find out that the thing somebody told me was true. Now, it's so crazy and like we'll get into details and everything, but like can we just talk about how bizarre it is that we got to a place where Bravo is hiring internet trolls? Like I just think like, I think that's crazy. And like, yeah, we could talk about like the show and like what it means for the plot line and like Heather really handled this iconically and all that. But like, what does it say as a society that like literally an anonymous troll was cast by Bravo? 
I don't know. I just think it's kind of crazy. That's my takeaway. I'm like, I'm still sitting on it. I'm like, how do we get to a place where where Bravo's kind of engaging with an anonymity and trollhood? I don't know. I just think it's kind of crazy. All right, Jackie. Look alive. You can put your headphones back on. Okay. <clears throat> what else didn't make the cut? Hello? Hi. Sorry, I had to mute you. What else didn't make the cut? What else didn't make the cut? Here we are. Oh, people wanted to know like content that we watched on our trip from the list. Uh, we didn't watch anything. No, we literally did not watch one piece of television because like we were trying to keep the kids away from the screens. So then we were reading a lot. And by the time the kids went to bed, we were also tired. Like we did not watch one piece of television, but I did read 10 books. Yeah. And I finished my Elon Musk book. What else? So, uh what, oh, then there are the things that we are going to talk about, which we don't need to talk about them twice. Is Aaron Rodgers versus Jimmy Kimmel a story? Of course it is. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. It's the craziest thing ever. Oh, Simone Biles and her husband. <gasps> oh my God. Are you, did you see what that was? Yeah, like he's just like making it all about him. No, he's like a big dick. Like he went on a podcast. It was like one of those like toxically male podcasts where they talk about like, you know, women in the kitchen basically, but like in a serious way, not in a joking way like we do. And he was basically saying when he met Simone Biles or where they got set up or it was on like an app or something, he didn't know who she was. And we're like, oh, okay, well that's weird because you're an athlete and like a living, breathing human. How do you not know who Simone Biles is? And then of course they found old tweets where he, you know, said something about Simone Biles. It wasn't negative, but you obviously knew who she was. Yeah. And then it was just about how it's like, you know, in a few years' time, she's going to be, you know, Simone Biles. She's going to be, what's his name? I don't even know his name. Jonathan. Jo uh, I think it's Jonathan Goodman or something. I thought it's like Owens. Yeah, yeah, Owens. Owen? Owen? Yeah, Jonathan Owens? Yeah. So he was basically yes. saying, you know, wow. she is Jonathan Owens' wife. He's not Simone Biles' husband. And we're like, yeah, okay, Jan. But then, like, Simone Biles, like, was agreeing with him. And everyone was like, wait, what's going on? So it's just kind of like, it's just Simone Biles is in this kind of toxically traditional marriage. And it's everyone seems to be bothered by it, except Simone Biles. Well, I think that's what's most important. Yeah, I agree. Like, if my husband ever said that, like, I would seriously vomit. But it obviously is something that they agree on. And, like, I can, I'm not going to yuck someone's yums. Right. Right. I just didn't expect, like, Simone Biles, who's kind of, like, the face of, like, women. She is. Like, I just didn't expect her to be, like, so traditional to the point of being, like, borderline outdated. I didn't expect that. But, again, I'm not going to yuck someone's yums. I just didn't expect it. I, I think a lot of people found it shocking. But maybe it's, like... Everybody made her the face of feminism and like she didn't want that, you know? Different strokes for different folks. It was definitely an interesting podcast. You should watch some of the clips. It was cringe. Just him talking about his own career, like as if anybody on the planet has heard his name. Right. I didn't see any clips. I just saw some sound bites like written, which is always different than watching someone say yes. something. But it sounds like, you know, no matter how you slice it, he was being a little, hey, look at me. When it's like, we're all just looking at Jackie. Simone, but okay. Jackie. What you just said was perfection. Hey, look at me, but we're all just looking at Simone. Yeah, that's literally it. It must be hard. Yeah, but get over it. Like, lift up, yeah, lift up your partner. Like, yeah, deal with it. You know, it is what it is. Oh, speaking of lifting up our partners, today's a very exciting day because today, the Good Guys podcast, which is kind of the rising star of TNN, even though it's like not, you know, super competitive because everybody keeps quitting their podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> love you Lauren Elizabeth mood is always mood might, might come back let's just say that mood might come back no Lauren Elizabeth quitting mood is such a mood no so relatable like I get it podcasting is hard podcasting is harder than people give it. so 
but no bad blood, Lauren. We love you. We but, love you. I was watching her videos yesterday talking about me too. I was like, cracking up. the reasons for quitting and then like the reaction to her quitting. It was just so funny. No, she's and being also, so like, real. She's one of those people whose I feel content has changed so much since becoming a parent because she doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. Also, I did felt a little bit put on what's the blast. phrase put on blast not even because like she's TNN but because when she was like everybody's doing video now and I didn't get the video memo and it's like oh sorry that was us yeah we invented video podcasting we kind of in our category in our sphere yeah no we did I'm sorry like, like of course other like Joe Rogan was always no, of course video, of course but like in like the girly sphere we invented it we did and so for that we are sorry Lauren Elizabeth yeah but um what were we talking about oh good guys so the rising star <laughs> Even though at this point, it's just Shannon and Ben. You Excuse know what? me. Oh, God. And the redheads. And the redheads. Sorry. But you're a monthly podcast. That's why you're in like a different bucket. That's why I don't think of you. And we're just like kind of in this intellectual bucket. It's true. It's true. Um, but also to say the Good Guys podcast is moving to two episodes a week. They call their listeners the morons, which I think is so funny. Um, so the morons demanded more content. And what the, dem what the mor morons demand... The good guys give. So they're introducing Thick Boy Thursdays where they drop a second episode. I think it's just Thursdays are going to be like their solos. And then Mondays, I think, are guests. I think. Don't quote me on oh, that. Oh, that's cute. Ben yeah. texted. Ben and I were texting this morning about Brew. Oh. And he sent me the funniest text. Because Brew, like, just doesn't seem like himself right now. So he said. And, of course, Ben and I are on high alert. We're all on high alert. Like, and he's going. But so I took him to the vet, like, when everything went down. And, like, that's also, like, when the problems started. I just want to say. Oh, wow. I think Bruno's becoming, like, anti-vax. Because I he could got see his that shots. For him. I could see he that He got for his him. shots. And all of a sudden, he's unwell. So. Uh, I could. By the way, I didn't realize. Maybe that, stay home. I didn't realize <laughs> that Bruno had gotten his shots. And that's why he was acting weird. I feel like that makes sense. Yeah. Like. Okay, mm. thanks. Maybe they gave him rabies. Yeah. Well, we'll see. He was having, like, one issue while we were gone. And now he's just, like, he was just did something weird. So now we're, like, all. We're all being crazy. We're all being crazy. But Ben said, put him on the Thick Boy diet. Have him listen to the first episode of Thick Boy Thursdays. By the goods. By the goods. Ben the is goods. so funny. I wrote back the goods. I'm crying. Oh, that's good for you for texting back. I know that's a challenge for you. Right. Especially because that wasn't a text that like, it wasn't a question. Right. But Wait, by funny. the way, we have gotten so off base. What else did people want us to talk about that we're not talking about? Oh, everything else is pretty okay. much in the Fast Five. They wanted to know a lot about our trip, which, um, you know, we're always happy to talk about ourselves. But a lot of our trip stuff is on the Patreon and we don't want to like double Repeat. dip. Yeah. And we also want you to go be patrons because yeah. that's like. Because this is a business. Just gotta be. If you just like want to like know us on a personal level, join the Patreon. We're also just like a business period. We're a business. We're business owners. Like we have business to do. Sign up at patreon.com slash toast. Go watch my new special lean in on Prime Video. Like buy the camper and the counselor. Buy my book. Girl with no job. The crazy beautiful life of an Instagram thirst monster. You can now listen to the audiobook on Spotify. Like. The Camera and the Counselor is back on Amazon. It will be on Amazon. And now you can get it if someone did. If you were like hoping for it for the holidays and someone didn't get it for you because they're not in tune with what's necessary, like get it for yourself. Treat yourself. Treat your child. It's the best book ever. And if your kid's not into reading, they will be with The Camper and the Counselor. Guaranteed. If The Camper and the Counselor has 100 fans, I'm one of them. If The Camper and the Counselor has one fan, it is me. If The Camper and the Counselor has zero fans, I'm dead. Yeah. Yeah. Also, we read so much Camper and the Counselor on the trip. We did. Like, over and over and over again. And you just, you got to get your hands on it. It's like, it's kind of child neglect if you don't pick up a copy. I'm calling CPS now. Yeah. Yeah. 
So now without further ado, here are the Fast Five stories that you need to know. And the Fast Five stories that you need to know are brought to you by Haya Health. Typical children's vitamins are basically candy in disguise. They're filled with two teaspoons of sugar, unhealthy chemicals, and other gummy junk that are, grow- that are growing kids just should not eat. And that's why Haya was created, the pediatrician-approved, super-powered, chewable vitamin. While most children vitamins are filled with five grams of sugar and can contribute to a variety of health issues, Haya is made with zero sugar and zero gummy junk, but it tastes great and it is perfect for picky eaters. Literally, Michaela Ashre Shapiro. That is Michaela's thing. Picky eater. I am Michaela. Michaela is me. Like more, the more time I spend with her, the more I realize like she literally is me. She's such a picky eater. Like every time we sat down for dinner, no, nah, I don't like it. Like a little annoying, but she's a picky eater, and I really resonate with her completely. When I tell you nighttime, she was so excited to take these gummies. Like every single night, running up to the store in the kitchen, she loved it. And if it's Michaela Ostre Shapiro approved then it's your kid approved. It's formulated with the help of nutritional experts. Haya is pressed with a blend of 12 organic fruits and vegetables, and then it's supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals, including vitamin D, B12, C, zinc, folate, and many others to help support its immunity, energy, brain function, mood, concentration, teeth, bones, and more. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. Receive 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, you have to go to HayaHealth.com toast. That's H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com toast. Get your kids the full body nourishment that they need to grow into healthy adults. This deal is not available on their regular website, only when you go to HayaHealth.com toast. Thank you, La. You're welcome. Our... Episode is also brought to you by Dreamland Baby. This is just for the bebes out there, these sponsors. We love Dreamland Baby here at the Toast in my home. I love Dreamland Baby. I've been using them for Charlie. He is now at the age where he can have both arms out. Free the churls, but the Dreamland Baby weighted sleep swaddle can be used in three different ways, both arms in, one arm out, or both arms out, depending on what your baby likes. If they're still, you know, waking up due to the startle reflex, Babies are more personal than comedy, more personal than food. But one thing that the babies love is the Dreamland Weighted Sweep Swaddle. They are just really the best, period. It's like what a weighted blanket does for you. Calms you, anti-anxiety, you know, makes you, lulls you to sleep. That's what this does for your bebe, and we absolutely love it. So they're having their biggest sale of the year. If you go to dreamlandbabyco.com and use code THETOASTBOGO23 at checkout for the buy one, get one free weighted products deal, you will get one and you'll get one for free, which is great because when one's in the wash, you'll have one on hand. Or if you're a generous of spirit sort of person, you could gift the other one to a you person. Could. You could. I wouldn't recommend it. I would keep yeah, it I wouldn't either. Yeah. No, no, no. no. So, um, Dreamland Baby, thank you. Just like sleep is so important and we need every trick in the book to get them there. What's that code again? The Toast Bogo 23. Thank you, early, so early. Our first story is the big story of the day. What is it? The Epstein files are unsealed. More than 170 names are in the files, though that is so misleading because some of them are like names that are in there just for the witness to be like, no, they were never there. No, I don't know them. By the way, some people are getting dragged and like it kind of sucks because they're like just being included in this list. I do want to say that this is like a years old case and I'm really proud of the culture and the people for like not letting this die, for keeping up the energy. Like it could have been like, oh, the Epstein things are released and it's like, oh, we've moved on from that. We have not. I'm sad. I am sad. I was like last night I saw there were some names trickling. I'm like on Twitter. I'm like, give me the names. Yeah. And so there are a ton of names. A lot of them are nothing burgers. Right. I I feel bad even like mentioning the names, but I'll read the transcript just so like to say 
that the witness then was like, no, they weren't there. No, I never right. saw them. Uh, names such as Kate Blanchett and Leonardo DiCaprio, Cameron Diaz, th- th- with a hard no. So those yeah. are no names. The documents were really the worst for, I would say, number one, Prince Andrew. Oh, I would say number one, Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton, there was a quote about how he likes young girls. Prince Andrew, one of the um, accusers or witnesses, cites three times that she was forced to have sexual relations with him oh when she was underage. And one of them was an orgy on the island. Oh. See, the thing is, with someone like Jeffrey Epstein, when you think about, and Ghislaine too, because like there's this account where it's like, you know, photos of Ghislaine Maxwell and random celebrities. When you get to a certain level of wealth, like, and you have a plane, celebrities just kind of make their way to you. So I don't necessarily think that because your name is on a flight log that you are doing nefarious things with young women. It doesn't, for me, that doesn't, it doesn't automatically mean that. But if you appear, you know, two, three, four, five, six times, yeah, you're doing something dirty. But when it comes to like, you know, your name just being on a flight log once, that's just the nature of celebrity. Like rich people give you their planes. Like you get a ride somewhere. It's just, it's not that crazy. It doesn't mean that you're involved in this ring of pedophilia. I just want to say that. A lot of people like are just sort of in the orbit, but not necessarily like doing these nefarious acts. And I agree, like one ride. Right. Everyone likes a ride on a PJ. Or you're on the list, uh, the- No, and if you're like constantly flying around with the same person, like that is your friend. Yes. Once or twice, for me, doesn't mean, I'm not going to get suspicious yet. It's like a coincidence. Oh, we're all heading to Aspen. You right. want to ride? No, but by the way, that's literally how these things work. But I think also a big differentiator is who went to the island. Yes, yes, yes. Because I don't think there was any hiding on the island. I think that was the point of the island. Like we could be free and yeah. pedophilic all right. we want. Right. We could be um, so maps. What What is minor map? attracted persons. persons? Right. We could be maps. Sick. Sick. If you find yourself switching over to maps from pedophile. You might be the problem. <laughs> you might be the problem. I think that's an insane term. Maps. Maps. Anyways, no, pedophile. So I think the worst for Prince Andrew and Bill, Bill Clinton. And then a lot of people who were kind of like exonerated by at least this um, set of files. Set of, of files. But these seem to, this is like, well, it was over a thousand pages. Mm-hmm. So. But don't worry, the internet users, they went through them. They went through them. They're combing through them. Um, a lot of big names that were nothing burgers and then some something burgers. I guess for me, it feels worse for Bill Clinton is because like Prince Andrew has been disgraced. Like yes. he was, he has left the family. He was stripped of his whatever's. He doesn't walk in the procession. It is like known that right. he was an associate of Epstein and he is suffering the consequences as much as he can. Right, right. Like he's being punished. For Bill Clinton, it's always just kind of, it's like question mark. Like his name was in there, but like his, you know, he was a president. Like it's not, you know, and now it's like confirmed, like he's a freak and he's a pedophile, right? Like it's confirmed, you know? It's been confirmed for like a long time, but still there's no disgrace. Right, right. But that's because like he's, he's a, still married. But he's like a private citizen. That's why there's not like, with Prince Andrew, he was like a, a public figure. No, I think it's, I, I feel kind of the opposite where it's like, he was an elected official. Was, that's what I'm saying. Like now he's not. And his wife is not, they're not anything. They're just private people. Right, yeah. So there's not like, mm, I don't know, but they're still like always talking and like, you know, no, giving know. master classes. No, it's really crazy. And yeah. the foundation. Yeah. Well, maybe now with this new set of files. There's nothing in here that oh. we didn't already know about Bill Clinton, like if you're looking to know. Is Jimmy Kimmel a separate story? Of course. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I think they'll still, like, 
because because the one damning quote is like, oh, that he she heard Bill Clinton likes young girls. Like I, they could just dismiss that as hearsay. The right. Clintons always just like put out a statement. You know, we had no idea of Epstein's dealings right. on a personal level. No, but know. when you hang around with someone so frequently, like you, you I get mean, to know their interests. And if your interests, we are all li- know if your interests are little girls, like that's gonna come up. Yeah, we all know. We know. We know. We've been known. We've been, we've been known. known. Yeah, we've been known. Yeah. Also, another president in the docs was Trump, but exonerated, saying, "I never. Did you ever give Donald Trump a massage? No. Did you ever mm. have sexual relations with Donald Trump? No." Okay. What was were uh, were the Obamas in there? I saw something on. I didn't see Twitter, but it's unverified. Oh, another name that's in there was um, Stephen Hawking. Hmm. Okay. And magician David Copperfield. I think he did magic at a dinner. Yes, I saw that David Copperfield was in there too. And you got to be careful where you're doing your magic. You do, but like a gig is a gig. Like you're going to get hired, you're going to get hired. Yeah, especially if it's like all these other celebrities are there. Like, why can't I do my magic? Right. The witness said like, yeah, David Copperfield like did some tricks. Uh, You know, he did a flip and nothing else nefarious with David Copperfield. So Rest yeah. easy. You can still on go see his show in like, Vegas. You don't want your name to be in this docs. But on the other hand, like, are you somebody if your name isn't here? You're you're not. <laughs> you're nobody. And that's why we're nobodies, Turby. That's fine. I'm going to stay a nobody with my, you know, interest in adult males. And I'm going to feel good about it. Yeah. I'm going to feel great about it, actually. Yeah. I like adults. What are we call? What are we calling that? Well, it's also called a map. Mature, attracted person. I'm a it's map. Not. I'm a map. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a mature, no. attracted person. No, you are not. Um, I think it's just normal. A- I think it's apps. Jackie, don't use the word normal. It's very discriminatory towards minor, towards attracted pedophiles. persons. Yeah, I'm okay with discriminating against pedophiles. I am. I am too. And I know that's going to get me in some trouble. It is. But you know what? I think this year, like in particular, like we need to start not giving a fuck. Jackie, I literally like I've been posting clips about my stand up and I posted one. I have this honestly like truly prolific bit about teachers and everyone knows I love teachers. We have so many teacher toasters. I raise money for to- for teachers literally every year. I donate my own money. I raise money. I get brands to, you know, help teachers pay for like you couldn't even think a rational person couldn't think that I dislike teachers based on, you know, my history. But I have this this hilarious bit about like when I was a student and the things my teachers used to do. And like, you know, as an adult, everyone has resentment towards the teachers they that they had growing up. Jackie, these unhinged women in the comments, like they were You do it. You do it. You spend a day in teacher shoes. No, like I'm not a teacher. <laughs> like they were <laughs> jagging the comments. You have to like they were insane. And then I did a Q and A like a few days later, and they, they were still. Can, are you gonna apologize? Am I gonna apo- No, I'm not. Are you gonna apologize for being mentally ill? No, no, they're not. Well, then neither am I, bitch. Yeah, as much as let's let it rip. I don't give a fart. I like I don't have the energy for teacher backlash. No, and by the way. It's so dumb. Like, I like teachers. I don't even have anything against teachers. Like, I respect them. I respect the hustle. It's a hard job. Oh, my God. I can never do it. And I don't want to do it. I get it. Like, 
that doesn't mean I can't make a joke about my teachers. And the funny thing is like in the special, and it didn't make the clip on social, but in the special, before I go into my bit about teachers, I know that like teachers are like this protected class. I'm like, you can't make a joke about teachers without being labeled. So I'm like, I don't know what it is. So I make this whole very funny um, disclaimer before I go. I'm like, I just say like, this is my experience. I'm not making a general statement about teachers. And like, look what happened. Look what happened. Because you didn't have the disclaimer in. Because I didn't have so the disclaimer. So on the one hand, you should have put it in. On the other hand, go watch Lean In for the full story. Yeah, there's a lot of drama. For the context. Yeah. Our next story. A and I just want to say, I got like a million DMs from the actual teachers being like, it was funny. Well, that's it's like, always it's never the, case, the teachers. Ain't it? Ain't it's never it? the oh, teachers. It's no. the teacher representatives. It's just the pressed losers. It's the pressed losers. That's one of my resolutions this year. It's like, I want to rid myself of the pressed losers. If you find yourself being pressed often, like, get the fuck away from me. Because you wonder what? That shit is contagious. Like, get away. Get away. If you find yourself being a loser. Well, I feel like if you find yourself being a loser, like, you just wouldn't naturally gravitate towards this show. This show is for a lot of people. But it ain't for losers. It ain't. But loserhood like loves company and they just want to bring you down. Loserhood does love company. So just stay away. Yeah. Like seriously, I'm going to start like uh, getting uh, garlic cloves, like like vampires. Stay the fuck away. Our next story is a little more Epstein related drama. Jimmy Kimmel is slamming the reckless Aaron Rodgers, threatening to sue him over claims of ties to Jeffrey Epstein. Wait, this was so crazy. So... Aaron Rodgers went on his favorite show, the Pat McAfee show, to do his favorite pastime, which is just talking shit. Yeah. And they started talking about the impending release of the list containing names of high-profile people rumored to be associated with Epstein. And Aaron said, quote, a lot of people, including Jimmy Kimmel, are hoping that doesn't come out. So then Jimmy Kimmel tweeted, dear asshole, with two A's, like Aaron, asshole. I just want to say... That was a sleigh. Like, <laughs> that was a sleigh. When I saw it, I was like, that is a good joke. That's funny. Like, it was good. So he said, dear asshole, for the record, I've not met, flown with, visited, or had any contact whatsoever with Epstein, nor will you find my name on any list other than the clearly phony nonsense that soft brain wackos like yourself can't seem to distinguish from reality. Your reckless words put my family in danger. Keep it up and we will debate the facts further in court at Aaron Rodgers, just to be clear. So when this, you know, tweet came out, I was like, damn. Damn, Jimmy Kimmel is not holding back. Like, obviously, he's not going to be in these documents. He doesn't appreciate, you know, the slander. And he's going to defend himself online and in court. And I was like, you know what? Fine. Go off, Jimmy. And honestly, I have to imagine that Jimmy Kimmel is innocent in all of this. Because you don't go that hard publicly. For, for, Had something, for something Aaron Rodgers said, like, that nobody was talking about. Like, this became a story. Jimmy Kim I wasn't even thinking Jimmy Kimmel's You've name. You've not heard the phrase, thou doth protest too much? Mm, yeah, but, like, if the documents are about to come out and somebody says something about you, and it doesn't really blow up. It's, like, on a small ESPN show. Like, you talking about it? I only heard about Jimmy Kimmel, and I only... He's not one of the people I was like, oh, his name's definitely going to be on there. I didn't even think about him. I only started thinking about him when he tweeted it. Like, he made it a thing. So I... Like, I have to imagine a rational person or a person with a publicist wouldn't respond unless it was really not true. Right? So is his name in the docs? Um, I saw a tweet saying that it was, but I don't believe that his name actually is in the doc. And even if it is, like we said before, a lot of people's names are in the doc, especially celebrities right. who right. aren't, you know, nefariously. Right. 
in but the then why would Aaron Rodgers say that? Like, why know. out of nowhere? And like, what's Aaron? Like, what's the beef here? Because there were a lot of people you could have said when making this statement about Jeffrey Epstein's list. Why did Aaron Rodgers say Jimmy Kimmel? Like, what's the beef there? I don't know. We need to Makes know you more. Think. Makes you think. Makes you think. So we'll keep you abreast on that. And are you ready for our next story? I am. Which is some new couple news, so it seems. Joe Jonas arrives at Cabo Airport with model Stormy Bree amid Sophie Turner divorce. Joe Jonas was spotted leaving the same airport in Cabo St. Lucas with model Stormy Bree amid his divorce from Sophie Turner in photos obtained by Page Six. Joe arrived at the private airport on Wednesday to leave the country with Bree. It's unclear if they left on the same flight, but like in this picture... They're, they're next like to next other. to each other. Yeah, you don't stand that close to somebody at an airport unless you're a part of the same party. No, especially like at a private airport when there's one party. Right, no, no, and it's like one plane leaves at a time. Like, why would these two be walking next to each other? These yeah. age-appropriate single people. No, no, they're dating. Like, <laughs> now TMZ is like so buttoned up. Yeah, this is page six. Whatever. Um, Cute, I'm happy that he's, you know, has a little romance. Same. Sophie Turner posted like an end of year recap saying like 2023 was for the girlies and 2024 will be no different. So I think she's very much in like her, you know, single gal era party No, but girl. she's still with that guy. <gasps> oh my God, I forgot about him. That like royal count or whatever. Yeah, the Count Olaf. Count Olaf. Who, what, what's his name again? Like Pellegrino. Pellegrino? Yeah, the, the heir to the Pellegrino throne. Um, no, he's just like a nobleman, correct? He an is aristocrat. A I'll get his official name, boyfriend. I think it's Danny Pellegrino, right? It is Peregrine Pearson. Jackie, you were pretty close. I know, Pellegrine Pellegrino. Peregrine Pearson. They were spotted recent, like more recently than when yes. they talked about, like smooching again. Like they're still yeah. smooching. Okay, they keep okay. smooching. So these two are moving on. I feel like, you know, it's hard to find somebody in terms of like social status, when they both really did very well for themselves when they were married. You know, I thought they were very well matched, both, you know, looks wise, but then also celebrity wise and status wise. So I think Sophie's really crushed it, you know, going the aristocratic route. I, I love that for her. You know, Joe going with a, a sexy young thing model, kind of obvious, but you know, it's fine. It's not that Age creative. But it's fine. She's 33. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's a mom. I feel like I, as much as, you know, you want to get someone on, on your professional level, like, you know, Maybe once you've had that, and maybe that contributed to some of the demise of the relationship, you're just like, you know what? I want someone who's in a different industry, yeah. who just has their own thing going on, and there's none of this, even conflicting scheduling. Like, I want someone yeah. who could come on tour with me. Yeah. She is a mom, which I love. Oh, I love. Yeah. She's got a baby. Did you know her before? I had seen her name before. She used to be a part of like a, um, not like like a Pinterest, like, like a Lucky Blue. Yes. So Lucky Who's Blue, that? do you remember Lucky Blue? I don't think so. Oh my God. Lucky Blue was like the male model of the moment when I was oh. like in college. Like everyone was like Lucky Blue, Lucky Blue, Lucky Blue. And they were a couple, I believe he's the father of her child. Oh, okay, cool. So and she's got her own stuff going on. Yeah, yeah. And when they got together, it was just like the Pinterest Tumblr girlies were not fucking okay. I love a Pinterest Tumblr relationship. You know what I mean? Like kind of like emo energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. not emo. Just like artsy. Emo. Aesthetic. Es aesthetic. Emo. I, I, I like emo. No, emo is like, you know, 
just let it go. I like I emo. Space. No, but like a different kind of emo. You're thinking of like in a very like small-mindedly about emo culture. I'm thinking very, you know, definition oriented. No, no, you're not. You're just being kind of like small-minded. Yeah. You're just it's giving minutia, you know? It's giving facts. It's giving small-mindedness. It's use, it's giving correct usage of the word, but no, it's giving not knowing enough about the culture. Oh wow. Sound up in the comments. Are Lucky Blue and Bree Stormy emo? I think they are. Let's leave it at that. Are you ready for our next story? More yeah. relationship news. Yeah. Gypsy Rose Blanchard brags about her sex life after leaving prison. So I'm so glad say, that this is a story because I've thought of, I've thought of nothing else. I would say the name on everyone's lips this holiday season was Gypsy Rose Blanchard. I would say the same. Because not only is she out of prison, she's a free woman. She's and making she's using, waves. She's using her freedom to make really interesting comments on Instagram, on her husband's Instagram. So Gypsy Rose Blanchard is getting busy in the bedroom now that she's out of prison. The ex-con turned star hit back at social media haters on Wednesday by bragging about her husband, Ryan Anderson's package in his Instagram comments. So if you just don't know who Gypsy Rose Blanchard is, she is the girl who like was Munchausened by her mother mm -hmm. for so many years, you know, riding the benefits of Make-A-Wish and all of these programs that would just like they were living the life because Gypsy was, was allegedly sick. sick. Turns out that she was not sick. Her mother was just like keeping her down. It's very, you know, from the politician. Yeah. Straight out of, um, what's her name? Zoe. Deutsch. Zoe Deutsch's storyline. And then Gypsy and her boyfriend killed the mother. Yeah. They like discover what's going on and they decide they're going to kill this bitch. And that's what they did. And that's they went they to did. prison for it. And they went to prison for it. And now Gypsy is free. Now, one question. A lot of is people thought she was wrongfully convicted. Yeah, because what her mother did to her was so atrocious. Egregious. Like, there was no way out but to kill this bitch. Is the boyfriend she killed her mother with, her now husband? No. So this dude. Wow. I mean, Gypsy Rose Blanchard, like, she's, she's got something. Yeah, no. If I was single right now, I would definitely be thinking, wow, like, Gypsy Rose has a boyfriend and I don't. Well, actually, she has a husband. Gypsy Rose has a boyfriend who would kill for her and a husband who would wait for her. Wow. No, literally. And let me tell you who this man is. They met via pen pal. He is a teacher. Oh. <laughs> Just makes Not great. Think. Not great for the teachers, but he is a teacher. I think he's probably a former teacher now. I think being Gypsy Rose's husband is probably his full-time job because they're making bank with these people exclusives. They've got a Lifetime docuseries coming Gypsy's out. Gypsy's up to like 5 million Instagram followers and he's a little micro-influencer of his own. She's got 3 million on TikTok. Okay. And she's posted like four videos. Um... They met via, you know, pen pal ship. He started writing to her. They got married while she was in prison. And now they're out and about together living the life drinking Dr. Pepper. Um, now, I want to say something because a lot of people are railing on Gypsy because some of her comments on her uh, husband's Instagram have gone viral because they're cringy. Let me tell you what she commented. I guess he's getting some hate for some of that, you know, reasons. I can imagine why. Yeah. She said, Ryan, don't listen to the haters. I love you and you love me. We do not owe anyone anything. Our family is who matters. I love you. Besides, they are jealous because you are rocking my world every night. Yeah, I said it. The D is fire. 
Okay, and a lot of people were shook. And I just want to say it is of absolute importance that we keep in mind that Gypsy Rose Blanchard might be the most socially inept human being walking the earth. From the time that she was born till the time she was what, 14? She literally was like in a wheelchair and didn't think that she was able to leave her house. And her mother like kept her inside and at doctor's offices all the time. She like wasn't allowed to have a friend. Then she had a boyfriend for five minutes. They committed murder together and then she went to prison. It's not exactly the makings of like normal social behaviors. So we need to give her a bit of a pass. That's very generous of Sarah. Like she's literally never had like a normal friendship. Yeah. And has she had social media before? Maybe she doesn't know there are things for the public and things for the private. No, she like wasn't allowed to have a computer. Then she had a computer for five minutes when they were like committing the murders. Then she went to prison where she probably had access to like computer emails like through the prison system. No internet or anything. Um, This is not a person who knows how to act. So we need to give her grace. Yeah. She's just getting her feet wet. Yeah. She'll find and by her the way, way, she's probably really excited to be like getting fucked. Like it's exciting when you're new. Like think about like when you lost your virginity and like. Well, you know, do you, you think were- they had conjugal visits? Yeah. Yeah, I do. But it must be eh. different. I don't know. She was in jail for like, like assisted. She wasn't like the one who did the murder. She like she was in prison for like. Aiding like, and abetting. Yeah. Like no, not aiding and abetting. When you like help someone murder, you know. Accessory. Yeah, like something like that. Her boyfriend is going to be in jail for a little bit longer. And he's probably like, this is bullshit. Like, I helped you kill your mom. I freed you. And now I'm in prison and you're married to another man? Yeah, get in the D. Get in the D. Did you see the act with um, Joey King? No. I watched a few episodes because it was on Delta. Only like no, the first really, two my or three only episodes. knowledge of the Gypsy Rose story is from the politician. So I hope they didn't mess anything up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... So yeah, Gypsy Rose is getting dicked down in Dallas. Actually, she's getting dicked down, I think, in Louisiana. She's not allowed to leave the state due to her parole. Um, but I'm I'm happy for her. And I think we need to be giving Gypsy some grace. I Lest, agree. Context is extremely important here. And this is a person who is socially inept. Give Gypsy grace. Like, what did you expect? Her to come out Triple cool? G. Triple G. Triple G. Some people watch Triple D. I watch Triple G. And I think, like, we need to... Like, honestly, given what we know about Chipsy and her, like, interaction with other human beings on a social level, I think this is an extremely impressive comment. I agree. But I just want to say, if she's going to be kind of like the influencer of the year. Yes, she is. And the way things are going, like, this is the year of Gypsy, she's going to have to get it together. She's going to have to start, you know, like to know it. Fire takes. So I, like, don't want to bring this up. Because I can't go. But I actually was invited to an event this week. With Gypsy Rose. It's like in Gypsy Rose's honor. I think you need to be her influencer mentor. But I can't go. And like, I'm really upset about it. You should DM her. Maybe I will. I could be like the Patricia Altschul to her Catherine Who does she follow? Her boyfriend. Oh, well, that husband. would be, a, that's a disastrous. No, but I wonder if like there's any influencers she follows who maybe could give her a hand in the influencing space. She has 6.4 million followers and she only follows 73 million people and no influencers. All she follows- media outlets. She follows Access Hollywood, ABC News, BBC News, USA, we- oh, USA wow. Today, Entertainment Weekly, E! Entertainment, Extra, Today okay, Show, Vanity Fair, CNN, Time, kind of- Good Morning America, Us Weekly, New York Times, those E! News, People Magazine. Those are the they make you follow. Like when you join Instagram, they're like, oh, I like pop culture. Here, follow all of these people. Oh, that's She does follow Luke Combs and Kim Kardashian if either of them want to reach out. She follows Luke Combs. No, I'm telling you, Jackie, she would love us. She should come on the toast. She follows Travis Kelsey because she is obsessed with Taylor. She follows Eric Church. 
Oh, there's some like private accounts she follows. These must be her friends. Vicky Lewis, Tiffany Dardar, Keisha Blanchard, Joy Batson, Huff Martin, and Susie Coleman. Ooh, maybe any of them are toasters. I'm obsessed. Okay, let's get into our fifth and final story. Oh, so fast. I know. Um, this is a story that has lied dormant for a while. Mm. And maybe if I give you enough guesses, you could remember us talking about it years ago. It might have even been in the breath, but we're finally getting answers. It's kind of the, the episode of getting answers. Is it Legally Blonde 3? <laughs> no, it is about the Ukrainian um, orphan. Oh. Who was accused. Me and my friends from high school are fucking obsessed with this story yes so she her name is natalia grace and yeah. she's a ukrainian orphan with dwarfism who was accused by her adopted family of actually not being the age that she said that she was and actually being a grown adult who was trying to like kill and poison them right now in a new docuseries called the curious case of natalia grace natalia speaks they conducted a dna test to find out her actual age and whether or not she was lying when she was adopted in the show, the DNA test confirmed that she is now 22, which would mean that when she was adopted, she was under the age of 10. So all of the things that the family- She was accused of. Did and, and accused her of. Well, just the age part was not true, but they right. also said that she they felt she was putting poison in the coffee. She was leaving thumbtacks on the stairs, trying yeah. to- Harm like them. I've read like three books in the last two weeks about like diabolical children. One being the push, one being don't let her stay. About like you know kids who are born with that serial killer type of vibe, and from a very young age they start killing you know squirrels and shit. So it's entirely possible. However, if she wasn't lying about her age, and these people were like lying about her lying, I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna I feel like I'm gonna stand with the minor. I'm gonna stand with Natalia. Yeah, also, so they petitioned the court to have her le her age legally change to 22 but before they knew for certain, like before this DNA test, even though you shouldn't be able to change someone's age so drastically without like proof. proof. Um, and because of that, they weren't able to charge the parents with neglect because like legally she wasn't a child. Right. Now, this is really mixed up. It is mixed up. I'm glad that she's kind of getting her justice. Imagine being so slandered. Now, yeah. I actually never thought about this before. Like somebody who doesn't have any paperwork, like no social security, no birth certificate. Like how do you determine someone's age? Their teeth. That's what I was thinking. Is yeah. there a way? There's no way to like. bones. You can't like determine their birth date. Birthday. But general age, yes. I never thought about that before. Like you couldn't determine someone's birthday like from their body, you know? Well, using DNA you could. But birthday? not by Oh, no, birthday. No, sorry. I thought you just meant age. Um, no, you can get like a rough estimate like yes. of how many years they've been alive, but you can determine their birthday. I just never thought about that before. Yeah. Kind of crazy. Kind of crazy. But it's also crazy that like when they were like in court against her, like claiming she was 22, like she was nine. How do you defend yourself, Lily, when you're just nine? No, this story's like a tragedy. I'm like sad. And I know that there's a documentary about this, like which is why we're talking about it, but I kind of need a documentary about this. Yeah, no, I'm going to need a more in-depth, maybe like a documentary about this. <laughs> yeah, just something to like sum up everything that was in this documentary. No, I'm feeling extreme sadness for Natalia, but the way that this story has been going on Can for I so say, long. Can I just say, I don't like want to be a doubter, non-believer. But is oh, there you don't believe Natalia? Is there a chance like this t DNA test was inaccurate or somehow 
tampered with. No, not tampered with, but inaccurate in the sense that like, how do you determine someone's age without any documentation? No, you you can. Like they literally can dig up fossils from thousands of years ago and tell you like what age that they are from. So it's possible. But is it possible like this docuseries maybe tampered with it because this is a better story? Okay, who... Who's- By the way, I don't think it's a better story. I think if she was this like grown ass women woman trying to kill her quote unquote adopted parents, like that's a better story. No, but like the fact that it's not just put to bed now. Now it's like, okay, well now we need justice. Yeah. Like now we need to change. Like it keeps it going. Now I'm saying we need a documentary. So who made this documentary? Is it some like forlorn production company or is it legitimate? It is ID. Oh, Information discovery. They are like the best of the best. They do the, you know, forensic files. They're so the trust. best of the best. And like if I, if there was somebody was making like a true crime documentary about my life, I'd be like, fuck that shit up and give it to ID. Like everybody and knows ID. it's streaming on Maximilian. Oh my God. It's legitimate. Maybe I should watch it. She's a, not a minor. She's a major. Well, she was a minor. Right, right. Oh, right, right, right. She was a minor. And now she's I'm getting a major. confused. And now she's a major on major streaming services. I'm happy for her. And I hope, like, seriously, like, this puts it to bed and she can move on with her life without these heinous accusations following her around. Yeah, that's a heinous accusation. And what a sad childhood. She said she never right. wants to. I mean, imagine their parents, like, are accusing you of such heinous crimes. Like, how is their love? Where's the love? Right. And, like, this is, like, you get adopted and you think, like, finally, I'm just going to, like, be loved and taken care of. And then these freaks think that you're a grown-ass woman Trying to poison them. Telling everyone that you're a sociopath. And also she's already struggling with issues of her own as she does have uh, a form of dwarfism. dwarfism. Right. Which is hard enough on a young girl. This is crazy. It's tragic. This is a case for the FBI. Honestly, It is. This is a case for the FBI. And I hope that she can get her documents changed and that there can be some form of justice. Also, the parents are now divorced. And I think that she's bonded with like the father over you know, against oh my, the mother. This is a book. This is a book. Yeah. It this just, is like one of my thrillers that I, I read. I'm sure Lifetime will be giving them, or TLC will be giving them a reality show soon. I look forward to justice being served. As do I. Lots of justice in today's episode. This great was way a to great episode. Year. This was a great episode. I feel so good about what we did here today. Yeah, I also feel like there are probably some new toasters who discovered us over the break. So welcome. If you didn't get any of the jokes, I don't even know if there was too much inside baseball, but... You'll catch on soon enough. It's really. Or, honestly, please feel free to use today's episode as like a, a blank canvas. Like if you have a question about what something means, like an inside joke that just keeps going over your head, but whether it be P. John, P. Jow, Tabula Rasa, drop a comment on YouTube because people will answer for you and they'll give you like a better backstory, honestly, than we could have. That's true. So drop a comment on YouTube. That's our show. That's our show. We love you dearly. Thank you so much for listening to The Toast, the Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give us a video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places wherever you listen to podcasts, whatever defunct app you're using. Be sure to find The Toast and leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and wickedly talented we are. Hope you guys have an amazing Thursday, and we'll see you tomorrow for... Friday, Friday, gotta get down on Friday. Love ya, bye. Love ya, bye.